Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. And every once in a while, guess what? You got to reevaluate that team. And it's real easy. Get you a piece of paper, write their names down left side, across the top, right? What would I do if this person left today? On the right side, put two columns. One says I would puke, and the other one says I would throw a party. If anybody on your team lands in the I would throw a party, they don't need to be on your team. And while you're reevaluating your team, go ahead and reevaluate your friendship pool too, because half the friends you got suck, all right? If they're not on your team, if they're not happy for you being successful, if they don't bring out the good in you, why are you wasting one minute of your day dealing with them? Get rid of them. You will figure out real quick, one, you never needed them. Two, you're a hell of a lot happier without them. And three, you become more successful because the person you thought was a friend, the people that I thought were friends, they would come see me when I was laid up in a hospital room, couldn't walk, couldn't do half the stuff I wanted to for myself. They never showed up. But the minute I got out and the minute I started doing good things in life, they all wanted to be right there and get their picture taken. And I'm like, I don't need you anymore. Go away. And it's real crazy because like when you turn 40 years old, your whole friendship pool changes anyway. It's like at 12.01, you sit there and you go, all right, Billy, Bobby, and Susie, they all suck. I don't need them anymore. Look, I just freed up three fingers of who needs to be on my team. And then I need to go out and find the new people. Because one thing I don't believe in, I don't think, I love it when people go, oh, I've known this person for 27 years. Yeah, and they suck for 26 and a half. All right? But I've known this person for six months, and it's the best daggum person I ever should have known in my life. Time means nothing. It's in here. It's who the person is. That's who needs to be on your team. And nobody else. Because if they don't want you to be successful, why would you be on my team? And when you start taking that out into the business world, because guess what? Not only are you in a highly regulated industry, you're in a highly competitive industry. And you know what? Just like me out on the battlefield, you got enemies. You got people that don't want you to succeed. You have people that are literally sitting there on social media waiting for you to post some post that says, oh, I had a bad day today. And they're sitting there going, yes. All right, don't give them the satisfaction. Don't have those bad days. Find the good days. Make them feel bad about themselves for wanting to sit there and feel that way about you. But you have to understand, once you get on my team, there is no tenure. You got to bring the fight every day. Don't get comfortable because much like a gunfight, much like deploying overseas, the minute you get comfortable, you become complacent. The minute you become complacent, you hit the brakes when you should have rammed a vehicle and continued to drive. You go out in the business world and you think everything's great and then you become complacent and somebody takes your share. Then you're back going, oh, I'm feeling sorry for myself again. Wrong answer. And then once you do that, you have to remember this too. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes we don't know why. You don't know today. You won't know two weeks from now. You may not know two years from now. But one day it will dawn on you and you will go, that's why that happened. And you know what? It's probably going to be painful. Whatever happened to you that puts you into that part of your life where you learned something from it, 
was probably painful, but it's designed to make you a better person. It's designed to make you a stronger person. We will all fail in life, but the only time you become a failure is when you blame it on somebody else. That's the only time you're a failure. So don't worry about failing. That's when you learn. I guarantee if we talk to half the room in here, you weren't here at one point in time. Your book didn't look like it looks right now. You failed, but you learned from it and you said, I won't do that again. And you didn't do that again. And dadgummit, you didn't blame it on anybody. You raised your hand and said, hey, this is what happened. I take responsibility. On my watch, it will not happen again because we will all fail. But part of that, everything happens for a reason. You have to embrace it. One of the best things that ever happened to me in life was the loss of this leg. If somebody walked through that door right now and said, hey, Chad, here's a check for $2 million. Here's your leg back, but I'm going to erase everything that's happened to you since then. I'd say, uh-uh. I'd say, I don't want it. It's not worth it. Everything that's happened to me since the loss of a leg far outweighs any monetary amount you could put on it. I've met some of the greatest people in my life as a result of this. I have an outstanding, wonderful wife and two kids as a result of this. All right? When I buy a pair of socks, it's buy one, get one free every day because of this. All right? I don't care if you got a sock. I don't care. Look, I'm missing a leg. I still got the same amount of blood in my body, right? Certain times that blood's got to pool somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It's extra blood. It's got to do something. Yes. Yes. Look, this dude's like, hey, man, uh, I was texting his orthopedic surgeon. Hey, can you cut my leg off next week? Uh, I heard it does wonders for your love life. It does. Cut your leg off. It works great. Sam, did you just go there? Oh, my God. Oh. But here's what I want you to understand. Yes, it was painful. There was a lot of dark days. But when I finally understood why things happened the way they happened, I realized it was for a reason. It was for a reason. But part of what makes me the person that I am today is that I have a desire to give back. That's how I met Todd. That's how I got involved in, in this industry was the give back portion. Was the, hey, people are doing good, so why not share that? Why not take care of the people that are going out and defending the liberties and freedoms of every day that we have? You have to do something to give back. Because if you don't, you're not making anyone else better. And part of that challenge, too, is set, your, set some time aside to make sure that you're listening. You know, we're, we're trained so much nowadays to respond, not from up here, but from what we think someone wants to hear. And that's, that's not the right answer. Just be honest with folks. Be up front. Hey, here's the deal. They will respect you more for that. But you know, we get so inundated with our daily lives that sometimes we don't take time to help those, <coughs> help those that are around us. And what you may realize is you're missing out on the opportunity of your life because you're too busy to stop for a second and help somebody that has asked you for help. My lesson in that was the greatest lesson I have ever learned. 
I was having legs made. I was at the Center for the Intrepid in San Antonio, Texas, the premier amputee center in the country. This kid rolls up. He's a, he was in the Marines, missing both legs. I don't know why, but for some reason, he and I kind of made a connection. And we hadn't even talked a whole lot. But he rolls up and he goes, hey, I see you got a leg. You're getting around pretty good. Would you be willing to take me to the San Antonio rodeo tonight? And I was like, first thing that popped in my head was, this kid's going to be a burden. He's in a wheelchair. I got to take him. I got to get him there. Let's see, it's a rodeo, so I probably got to roll him around in the dirt. And everything about me said no. Tell this kid you can't do it. Find a reason to tell this kid you can't do it. And I looked in this kid's eye, and I could tell, man, this, he wants to do this bad. So I said, you know what, buddy? I said, I'll take you. And he got a tear in his eye. He goes, you know, I've asked three or four other people, and they all told me no. And he goes, I know why they said no, because it's, it's going to be rough, man. It's going to be rough getting me there. He goes, but what you don't understand is, he's like, I, I used to be a professional uh, roper in the rodeo. And this is just, this is my passion. This is what I love. I said, say no more, buddy. We're going. So we go. So halfway there, he goes, hey, by the way, I got some friends that are going to meet us there. Okay, cool. Wonderful. We go. These friends show up. Well, one of those friends ended up being my wife. She saw me. She fell in love. She was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest guy in the world. I'm just kidding. She's, <laughs> don't tell her I said that. It would be a rough time at my house. But it became my wife. Then I had two beautiful kids. Then I had an amazing life. And then everything started to fall into place. And every time an anniversary comes around, you know what I stop and think about? I stop and think about my buddy Justin that's missing two legs that got me to that point. And if I had said, no, I'm too busy to take you. I don't care what you want to do. I'm not doing it. I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now. It happens for a reason. So when one of your teammates comes up, listen, you know them better than probably some of their family members do. Why? Because you spend so much time with them. So when they need something, when you see that they're not doing well, stop and say, hey, what can I do for you? Are you okay? Because you don't look the same. They may tell you something. They may tell you, hey, I just found out one of my loved ones is terminally ill. Hey, I have a child with special needs, and when I get done here, I have to go home and do another eight hours, and then I get like three hours of sleep, and then I come back in and I go to work. What can I do for you? Because that's your teammate. And guess what? One day, it's going to be you. I thought that it would never be me until I was laid up in that hospital bed and then realizing, oh, it is me. I hope that the people that I never did anything for don't remember that. So you can't waste that minute. You can't waste that time. And when you start feeling sorry for yourself, stop. Guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Think about it. People may tell you to your face, hey, let me know what I can do. If that's a hollow response, they don't care. So why are you sitting around wasting your time? When you get to that dark point in life, stop. My challenge to you is take a couple of seconds. Think back on that person that you love, that you have lost. Every single one of us has lost someone near and dear to my heart, our hearts. You know, if my mom could come back down here for 10 minutes and sit down in that chair and I could go, hey, mom, let me tell you who, who I am. 
Let me tell you how I got to be this way. Well, it's because of you, Mom. But listen, let me show you a picture of your grandkids. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You only got three minutes left, Mom? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you that. You're not going to get that opportunity. I have yet to meet someone that has come back and said, hey, well, hey by the way, I'm here for my second go-round. No. You're not going to get that opportunity. So why are you sitting here wasting one minute feeling sorry for yourself? Think about that person that you loved. Think about what they would do with the minutes you are wasting. I can tell you what they'd do. They would enjoy the hell out of it, getting that opportunity, and they're not going to. So you should do it for them. You should do it in their honor. They're obviously so close to you that they made you who you are. So do them proud. Go out and do something that's good. Give back to something that hits you right here in the heart. And you know what? Everything else just falls into place. Once I started understanding that, I realized that things got easier. I became fit, and I became fast, and the only way that I could go was forward. There was nowhere else to go. I'm not going to retreat. I'm not falling back. No way. In this world out here, in this industry that you're in, once you start making progress, who wants to go backwards? Better not raise your hand. You won't be on my team. Nobody. Nobody wants to go backwards. They only want to go forwards. So you have to find those people that bring out the best in you. You have to find the ones that will go to the finish line with you, even when it gets hard, even when it gets tough. Nothing should be given in this life. We all, what makes this country so great is we all have the same opportunities. I can promise you, because I've been to a lot of the other countries around this world, they do not have the same opportunities that we have. We have them. If you work hard, you will be rewarded. If you're a good person, you will be rewarded. You'll be the person that people want to be around. Then you become unstoppable. And then once you become unstoppable, it's infectious. Because guess what? You're a leader. I don't care if you're a team of one or if you're a team of 150. Every single person on that team is a leader. Someone in your business is looking at you as a leader. If you fail them, you just crush their dream. Why? Because they hold you to a higher standard. They may never tell you to your face, hey, that's my mentor. Hey, I love that person. I want to be just like, I want to emulate that person. They may never say that to you, but they're thinking it, and they're watching every single thing that you do. So that word that I used earlier, integrity, when you lose that integrity and you do something shady or you do something that, that is not in the best interest of everyone, guess what they do? They take notes. They go, hmm. Don't like that attribute of that person right there. Then, if they stop following you, if they stop believing in you, you just lost a great and valuable teammate. So you're all leaders. You're all elite. You would not be sitting in this room today if you were not elite. Elite is not a bad word. In this politically correct environment that we're in now, people would like to make you think that elite is a bad word. No, it's not. It is a lifestyle. It is a mindset. You have chosen to be the best at what you do, and you should be unapologetic for that. Why? Because everybody else has that opportunity. You don't want to be elite? I don't want you on my team. You don't want to be elite? Guess what? You're not sitting in this room right now. They're out there doing their own thing because they probably think they're too good to sit in here. I don't need to learn anything else. I'm doing my own thing. 
You always have to learn. You can learn from someone, I don't care who it is. One of the greatest things I ever figured out about mission planning in the military was that even though I might have been the commander, it wasn't how I wanted to do things. It was, hey team, how do we achieve mission success together? Help me out here. And I was literally floored by some of the things that they could come up with. Because what I don't believe is I don't believe that just because you have a college education you're smart, and I don't believe that just because you don't have one that you're dumb. Some of the brightest people I've ever met in the world had a high school GED, and they were brilliant. So why are you discounting what they have to say about how to make your team better? Listen to them. They may come up with an idea you never thought of. They may come up with a little tidbit of motivation that gets you over the line during hard times. But as I close this thing out today, I want you all to remember one thing. If you're sitting in this room, you're elite. You're fit. You're learning how to be fast over these next four days. And then when you leave, you're going to go forward. When you do that, you're going to become unstoppable. There will be nothing that you can't do. you got to reevaluate that team every once in a while. you got to find the good in every day. And strive to do this. Would you rather be a part of something that's large and ordinary, or would you rather be part of something that's small and extraordinary? And the answer is small and extraordinary. If you're large and ordinary, so what? Who cares? I want that, I want that love. I want that camaraderie, that passion of small and extraordinary. You can have the large and ordinary all day long. It does nothing for me. I need to be elite. I need to be fast. I need to be fit, and then I need to go out, and I need to set this world on fire. I promise you, when in the mornings when I wake up, I take a thing of kerosene, I spray it back here, and I light this thing on fire, all right, because I'm going hard all day long, and I'm coming in sideways when I'm done. Why? Because I'm not guaranteed another day. I'm not guaranteed this health all the time. It could be taken from me in a split moment, and I will never sit by and watch that. So as you go out and you do what you do on a daily basis, remember this, you control the American dream. When you go out and you have a client, that client is wanting to touch the American dream. That American dream is home ownership. They want to move in their castle. They want to raise their family there. So if you fail them, you have failed their American dream. So don't do it. If somebody on your team doesn't have that same mindset, reevaluate your freaking team, all right? And put a smile on your face and understand that you are making a difference in this world. You're making it a better place and you're making a whole lot of people happy. So God bless you. I love each and every one of you and I wish you all the most success in the world. Thank you.